Shelby County commissioners took the first step towards a plan for reparations with county funding on Wednesday. And joining me on the phones, phone lines this morning is the guy behind this resolution, along with some co-sponsors. want to welcome back to the show, Commissioner Edmund Ford Jr. Good morning, sir. How are you? Ben, good morning. And look, thanks for uh, reaching out the other day. You know, other people reached out, but I wanted to see you first, if that means anything. Well, I appreciate that. And I'm very thankful that you were willing to come on, though I'm sure we won't see eye to eye on a lot of these issues. Maybe we can find some common ground, but I will say a lot of Republicans, they won't even come on. So appreciate you just straight out of the gate dropping by this morning. All right. So this this resolution. So it's all about narrowing the gap between white and black Shelby Countyans. Am I correct? And explain how this will do that. Okay, so first of all, again, thank you for having me on. And um, there were eight co-sponsors. It's unfortunate that it went down a black and white uh, vote. But I will say this. uh, I am a believer that when people know better, they do better. And for those that believe that this is divisive or we're being favorable to one group over another, I just want to give a quick lesson on group economics. When the black community is a strong community, the greater community is a strong community. When you look at other communities, whether the dollar is being invested properly, that group becomes stronger economically. Your education and your schools become stronger. Your banking becomes stronger. The people become a value and asset to the taxpaying base, and this is something that all of us should want. You had commissioners uh, that supported this item that took the first step, and the first step was to say, hey, we have issues in our communities that are mostly African-American. We want to own those challenges. We want to own those issues, but we also want to find ways that we can solve some of those issues. And a lot of that, Ben, has been because things in the past have not worked. Uh, I think you talked about in your 6 o'clock hour, the um, Shelby County Schools. You know, I used to teach in Shelby County Schools. And one of the reasons why I left is because it was failing our kids. And one thing that I was trying to promote in the school system was financial literacy, things that people may not necessarily get at the home or in the classroom. And when I was told I couldn't do that, I was like, you know what, there has to be another way. So I have listened to the dialogue back and forth and There are some people that do support what we're trying to do completely, but I will say that there are some individuals uh, that fall into particular categories. Um, I have a couple of people, I won't mention their name, and they are conservatives, but uh, they said that everything looks good, but it's just that R word that I have an issue with. And, And I'll just say this, if someone is against the R word, reparations, and how it's been defined in so many ways, and many people may romanticize over that word, then you know what? That can be debated separately from the intent of the current legislation. Since the time this legislation was considered, as I said, I've talked to uh, conservatives and others, and they said that's been the only issue. And they've also acknowledged that other models have not worked, so it's time to look at something new. Now, I will say if someone has the issue that we may be attempting to use one-time dollars to set the foundation on what we plan to research over time, and let me say this real quick, because the local media uh, muddied this up. We are not giving $5 million to somebody to go study this. The study will be little to nothing. 
we're going to do that ourselves because we want to make sure that we bring in the experts and everyone in so that we can figure out how to solve these problems. But to go back to those who may have issues with what we're trying to do, if they have issues with the one-time dollars that we're trying to put in place, look, you're a taxpayer, I'm a taxpayer, and many of the people have informed us, do not raise our taxes, do not cut our public safety, and be creative in finding ways in order to take care of services for the quality of life of people. But that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to be creative. And our final rule um, specifically states that there are disproportionately impacted populations. Commissioner, but I know you want to get a couple of questions sure, in there. Sure. So <laughs> you you mentioned you're a taxpayer. I'm a taxpayer. So is your money going to be used for reparations as well, um, or is it just going to be funded by white tax dollars, or will black taxpayers be funding their own reparations? All right. So the dollars that we would like to put in the pillars are foundational one-time dollars. During the study, what we would like to do is to find a designated funding source in order to continue the work. So can't really answer that question until we actually do the work and we come up with the end result. But I do want to make sure that your listeners know that this is something that was in the resolution where I informed my colleagues that this is not something where if you really want to do this and you want to put an impact in your communities that you have already addressed have challenges. You need to find a designated funding source, just like uh, what we did when uh, MATA came and asked us to find a designated funding source and ended up being the expired pilot. So to answer your question broadly, if we go that same route, uh, taxpayers as a whole uh, will will be putting in their fair share. So I don't know what the end result is going to be yet, but I ask people, let us do the study so that we can come up with the empirical data and the solutions and whatnot. What I don't want to happen, Ben, is for individuals to say that we don't even want you to do the study. You're not even allowed to study at all the problems in your neighborhood, how they transpired over time, and you're not allowed the chance to try something different after others have either either failed to do so or did not have the courage to ask the difficult question. Because if that's the case, then this commissioner will start questioning those same people. Do we really want to find solutions to poverty, crime, and other negative elements that we have in our county? I think, though, if you listen to the other commissioners that spoke during Wednesday night's meeting, we we know the outcome of the study already, right? That it is going to be one that says there is systemic racism and white community members in Shelby County will need to pay for America's original sin. That's just taking some of the words from some of the commissioners. So I I do fear that the study's already been done just because of the co-sponsors of this legislation. But let me move on because some of the fellow commissioners said this will divide Shelby County. In fact, one called it un-American and You know, to some extent, I agree with her because you saw how divisive this became during the commission meeting. You have one Shelby County commissioner, Brittany Thornton, saying she was triggered by one of her colleagues' whiteness. Take a listen. And all day today, I have been pointing out how the practices of our government are disenfranchising 
a certain subgroup of our population, which happens to be the majority here. And I just think that when you see phenomenons like this that just should not make sense, that show a clear imbalance, that um, we should do our due diligence to try to right those wrongs. So to Commissioner Mills, I own the fact that today your whiteness triggered me because it is actually an identity that I recognize postures you differently from me. Now, Commissioner, I know those words didn't come out of your mouth, but I wanted to get your reaction to that and why people say that's an example of why this will only further divide Shelby County. Well, I commend you, Ben, for actually reading the legislation. There were some of my colleagues that not, did not read one, whereas one, therefore, be a resolved and all they saw was one word. And I'm sorry if you're an elected official, whether you agree or disagree, it's your duty to read the entire piece of legislation and ask questions and whatnot. So uh, without going into what particular people have said, my goal, because um, I've been asked to become a uh, co-chair on making sure that we get the uh, results in place as far as putting the empirical data and whoever we need to have as the experts. Y'all have known me for a very long time. My goal is to be as very academic and consistent as possible. Uh, anybody that wants to be divisive, unsupported, uh, and overflow rhetoric while we do our work, whether they're black, white, or whatever the case may be, will be disallowed. I think that when we start having that type of narrative, we completely forget about what we're genuinely trying to do when it comes to um, repair as far as making sure that these five pillars that you already have in front of you mm -hmm. are looked at intensely and intentionally. Because, as I said before, many of these things that we have tried to do in the past have not worked. And I would say this to the people that are listening. Um, those that may have an issue that we're looking at $5 million uh, to to allocate in particular pillars. We also need to look at some of the things that have not worked. I mean, you have a school system that gets $437 million a year from us and over 80% of your students are failing, but they want more money. You have a budget chair right now, and this is important because even though we're going to do this study, it's going to take over a year, you have a budget chair right now in the county administrator that want to create something called community budgeting where they are allowing far-left nonprofits to survey people on how to spend your $1.5 billion in, in, in this budget that we're going to deliberate. Many of those organizations, being gave to political campaigns last year and have undue influence on taxpayer dollars. And what do they want? Money. So I would ask that person, what's more egregious? Romanticizing over a word, and we're trying to take over a year in order to figure out what actionable items we can look at and deliberate on. Or having groups that say, hey, we have the holy grail, the magic wand. We know what's best for conservatives, blacks, and everybody else. But all we want is money, and we gave money to, to, to people's campaigns. Well, I'll say this on record. I took none of their money, but I know some of my elected officials that did. Wow. All right, and that would be another conversation at another time. I'm just trying to let it be known, hey, yeah. what we're trying to do, what my, po my, what my main focus is, is to find solutions to problems that, I, as a black individual who represents 91% uh, uh, district black population, I acknowledge those challenges and issues, and I'm ready to do the work. I just don't want people to prevent us from actually doing the work. And anybody that gets in the way, black, white, or whatever the case may be, who 
may want to obstruct what we're trying to do, that would be disallowed. Uh, Commissioner, I know we have to go, but I wanted to ask you this quickly because I know in the legislation, the proposal, which I did read through, you know, you mentioned we need to recognize and we need to remember what America's original sin is. And I wanted to just know when all of this is said and done, say you get your way and the the resolution is passed, these reparations occur. Do you think it makes us one step closer to righting a wrong? Is this making America's original sin right? I'll go back and repeat what I said before. When um, particular groups of people do well, everybody does well. So my goal is after the study is complete and we find these actionable items to consider and be tracked with empirical data, we will be able to reduce recidivism, close the wealth gap, promote financial literacy, uh, have more access to affordable housing for those um, that don't have these tools necessarily. I will say that everybody didn't start off at the uh, same starting line uh, in the race, but at the same time, if we are able to put those tools in place so that everybody wins at the end of the day, so that everybody can become stronger, that's what I'd like to do because I want everybody to become that great value and asset to the taxpaying base and to respective communities. And I would ask if anybody has any questions regarding this, and this is why I wanted to go to you first, Ben, because Thank you. there are some other folks that, look, the, the, and I'm not a fan of the local media, but I like you and I like a few other folks that I don't mind coming on your show. But there are some where they just look at this and say, well, you know, let me just go ahead and create a big old cluster regardless of what it is because of not of the message, but because of the messenger. And I'm glad that we have that mutual respect to where even if we disagree, you always don't know what my heart is. And I hope that at the end of the day, when we finish this study, everybody can embrace it at the end of the day and not romanticize over the word reparations or um, whatever the case may be. All right. And I hope you invite me back. You absolutely are invited back anytime because agreeing on certain issues isn't a prerequisite for coming on Wake Up Memphis. So going to leave it there, Commissioner Edmund Ford Jr. Appreciate you stopping by and look forward to hearing more about this study. And we'll get you on soon to talk about it. I know it was a quick conversation, but appreciate you dropping by. It won't be the last one. I appreciate you having me on.